And good evening. Wednesday night, you have made it up to this evening on this unusual camp, camp meeting. This is different. And I want to congratulate you because you're here with us. And thank you for being with us. My name is Rudy Alvir. I am the pastor at Red Deer Seventh-day Adventist Church. Please stop by when you can and when we have the opportunity to do it. We are speaking on the topic of reflecting the shepherd. And tonight, specifically, I want to talk to you about reflecting the heart of the shepherd. Reflecting the heart of the shepherd. Aiden just read for us from Acts chapter 13, verse 22. So I want to remind you of that Bible reading. It says, after removing Saul, he, that is God, made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. I want to suggest to you this evening that this is not only a description of David, character, but it's also a prophecy regarding David. It says that he is a man after his own heart, but this is before he was king. So this is interesting. You know, um, we talk about the heart, and the heart is, is something very interesting. Uh, a lot of people said, and, and, and you can Google this, you know, you can go on your own and Google. A lot of people say that the heart has an intelligence of itself, Different from the one that your brain has. In fact, in fact, somebody is willing to suggest that the intelligence that we need to solve problems, bear with me, to solve problems comes actually from the heart and not from the brain. In other words, they're suggesting that when you get into a conflict with somebody, when you have a relationship problem, the intelligence to solve that problem actually comes from the heart. The heart informs the brain. That's what some people are suggesting. Do some research on that. Go and investigate. But if you study the scriptures, you will see that God is very intentional when he talks about the heart. For example, he says that he's going to turn that heart of a stone and he's going to make a heart of what? Flesh. And he says that in our hearts, he's going to put, that's the basis of the new covenant, his law, his spirit, everything in the heart, in the heart of the human being. You know, uh, the first time I was impressed by this concept of the heart, I was in my first year of undergrad. It was in Montemorelos in Mexico. And, you know, there was a, a, a group of young students uh, eager to learn, but eager to become pastors, you know. I, I remember we used to write in those books, Pastor Alvear, just to see how it looked, right? And, and, and in that eagerness, we had a professor, a teacher. His name was Thurlow Harper. Pastor Harper was uh, a, a, an old gentleman. You know, in fact, uh, uh, two years into it, he retired. So, so he was teaching us. But for us, Pastor Harper was like a prophet, you know. It, it meant that we could ask difficult questions, and he will come up with uh, spiritual and biblical answers. And so one morning we said, Pastor Harper, we, we have a question for you that is very important, very relevant for our future as pastors. Pastor Harper says, go ahead. 
We said, Pastor Harper, you know that when we're going out with a young lady, uh, we always put up our best face, you know. We, we, we go and open the car's door, and, and we are gentlemen, and we're trying, we say, to be something that we really are not. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, go ahead. It was like, Pastor Harper, but uh, the young lady is also pretending, you know, she's pretending that she is the best lady ever. She's also putting up her best face. Pastor Harper says, continue, carry on. So Pastor Harper, how do we know, how do we know this is the right lady? How do we know if we're both pretending? Pastor Harper says, oh, that's very easy. He says, you know, the scripture says there is an easy way to find this out. We said, Pastor Harper, we're listening. Tell us, how can we know? And he says, the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. He says, you want to know what is really in the heart of that person? Have conversations. Talk and have long conversations. Pastor Harper says, you know, you have a problem because I have seen you in, on campus. You guys like to hold hands and you like to go and walk and you like to go for an ice cream, but you're never talking. You're never having conversations. You're always doing something else. But follow the advice of the Bible. Talk, have conversations, and people naturally will say what is in their heart. And you know, at that time, I was going out with this young lady, and, and I took Pastor Harper's counsel from the Scripture at heart, and I said, I'm going to talk. I'm going to have conversations, long conversations. And in one of those conversations, I said to this young lady, I said, you know, one of the most amazing things about becoming a pastor, one of the most amazing things, one of the things that really uh, excite me about being a pastor is that I will have the opportunity to travel from one place to another. I, love, I like to move, to know new places, to go and see. And very naturally, she didn't think about it. She just said, huh, I can never picture myself moving from one place to another. She said, I can never see myself living in a different place than right next to where my mother lives. That was a big revelation. It came straight from her heart and naturally. You know, to this day, I know that young lady lived right next to her mom. You know, because the Bible is true. The heart, the heart reveals everything about you. Uh, on social media, you know, some people will post something uh, that is controversial. Nowadays, there are a lot of things that are controversial that are being pushed on uh, social media. And, and sometimes uh, some friends want to help them out, you know, and they say, uh, uh, Mike, I know where your heart is. I, I hear you. I know what your heart is, but I know you didn't mean that. I, I, I know you put that on that post, but I really know where your heart is. You know, the Bible says otherwise. The Bible says that whatever is in your heart, from the abundance of your heart, your fingers will write, actually. You know, you are expressing what is in your heart in those posts. So let's be careful. Let's be careful about it.
So this evening, I want to give you three instances where David uh, reflected the heart of the shepherd. Three instances. The first one is uh, when David was poor or young, okay? The second is when David was rich, when he was a king. And the third one, bear with me, don't go and judge me yet, when David sinned. When David sinned, he actually reflected the heart of the shepherd. We will get there, don't worry, we will get there. But let's go to the first instance, okay? When David was young, we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. It says, early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Shouting the war cry. Now, you remember the context, right? There, there, there is a war, and, and, the, and the sons of Jesse are soldiers with Saul. And, and young David is a shepherd. Young David is a shepherd. And, and, and his father calls David and said, David, I want you to take this food to your brothers. They're up in the battlefield. And so David goes there. David goes to that place. Um, but you know what? When he goes there and he starts asking, his brothers say to David, we know why you're here. We know. We know your heart. By the way, that's a, that's a very satanic claim. The only one that can know your heart is God. Nobody else can know your heart. You know, in the book of Job, uh, actually Satan claimed uh, to know the heart of Job. He says, I know why he's doing those things. And, and actually God showed him, no, you don't. You don't know. So anytime uh, you, for, you feel tempted uh, to make that a statement, oh, I know why such and such is doing that. Be careful. Be careful. That's a satanic statement. The only one that knows your heart is God, God himself, your creator. So, so they say, we know your heart. We, we know why you're here. And, and, and you are a resp irresponsible young man. You left uh, the sheep unattended. And, and you know, we just read in 17 verse 20, that the first thing that David did before he left is that uh, he left the flock in the care of a shepherd. You know, when you reflect the heart of our shepherd, Jesus Christ, you are responsible. That's a trademark of somebody that is reflecting the heart of the shepherd. Responsibility. You take care of what you need to take care of. It doesn't matter what age you are. And of course, in 1 Samuel 17, verse 26, it says, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the men who killed this Philistine and removed this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He, he, he manifests the, the heart of the shepherd uh, being zealous of God. He, he's not so much thinking about himself, but he's thinking about the God of Israel and who is this uncircumcised that is offending the ranks, the army 
of the Almighty God. So when David was poor, when David was young, certainly he was a man according to the heart of God. There's no age to reflect the heart of God. There's no age for that. You know, David asked this question, how can a young man, how can a young man keep his heart pure? And he says, by meditating in the word of God. He had time to meditate when he was a shepherd. And he manifested that heart, that brave heart, as he defeated Goliath. Now, what about, that's young David, you know, and I remember a pastor said once, the best youth uh, example in the scripture is David as a young person. That's the uh, ideal youth or young experience, you know, a shepherd boy meditating in the word of God, being faithful to God, being loyal, composing hymns and poetry, and, and apart for, of, of that, being brave and, 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 and defending the honor of God. But what about when David became a king, when he was rich, when he was no longer poor? There is an incident that I want to bring your attention to that actually shows that David Hard the heart of the shepherd, that he was reflecting the heart of the shepherd. It's found in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. It says, David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Do, do, do you remember this incident? Uh, David, when he was a young man, uh, he was appointed. In fact, he was anointed uh, as a king. But the problem is there was another king, Saul. And so Saul considered David his enemy. But David and Jonathan, the son of Saul, uh, they became very good friends. They, they, they had a unique relationship. And, and at some point, uh, David made a covenant with Jonathan. And he promised him that when he uh, would be a king, he will not uh, kill his descendants, his family. Now, you know that uh, on one day, same day, Saul died and also Jonathan died. And, and then David became king, you know, and, and it was the custom, it was the culture. This is what it was supposed to happen, you know. Uh, the kings in those times, they will eliminate, they will kill all the descendants of the previous king because they were considered enemies. They could take over. So it was a normal practice. It was a common practice to eradicate the descendants of the previous king. But, but David had every right to do that. He, he didn't have to honor that covenant. You understand? Because that was the custom. That was the culture. But what you find is is, is, is the heart of David reflecting the heart of our heavenly shepherd. He calls, is there a descendant of Saul? Not of Jonathan, of Saul? And they said, yeah, there is this young man. Uh, they explained to him he's crippled and, and he's hiding. And, 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 and David said, call him, call him. And in verse 7 of Samuel 9, it says, David says, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather's soul, and you will always eat at my table. 
Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you shall notice a dead dog like me? You see, brothers and sisters, uh, David is manifesting that special heart by showing mercy uh, to Mephibosheth. He didn't deserve that. He didn't need to do that. But because God is gracious, because God is compassion, that's why reflecting his heart, he offered that mercy to Mephibosheth. Ain't that wonderful? Can you identify it in the story? Has God shown you, has God shown you that kind of mercy? Are, are, are you Mephibosheth that come to the table that you don't belong, but, but, but you're treated like royalty, and you come in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that belongs to Jesus Christ also belongs to you. Everything that belongs to the shepherd belongs to you. So when he was poor and young, he reflected the heart of the shepherd. When he was king and rich, he continued to reflect the heart of the shepherd. But this is it, my friend. Even when he sinned, and, and so make, let me make a disclaimer here, okay? I'm not saying that when he sinned, when he committed an actual sin, he was reflecting the heart of the shepherd. What I'm suggesting to you is that when he sinned and then he realized what he had done, he reflected the heart of the shepherd. How? By asking for forgiveness. By asking for forgiveness. Okay? So, uh, David sure was not a perfect man. And, and God knew this when he called him a man after his own heart. Think about that a little bit. They, God knew everything about David, and yet he called him a man after my own heart. Uh, when, when you sin, and when people sin, some, some people... They grow desperate, and, 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 and some people have uh, dropped out of the church, and they give up on church and on God, and, and, and they, wanna, they don't want to do anything with the Bible or prayer or nothing. Not David. Not David. Every time he sinned, he repented. And I want to suggest to you that he knew something about God's heart that all of us need to know. And what is that? That God is merciful. That God is a God of mercy. In Psalm 51, we find this. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. In Psalms 35, verse 24, you find this. Judge me, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. I had a professor at the seminary that when he read this passage, he asked us, when was the last time you prayed that prayer? Because that's a prayer. When was the last time you asked the Lord, judge me, Lord, please judge me. I don't want people to judge me. I want you, the almighty God, the perfect God, to judge me. When was the last time I prayed that prayer? If anything, I think we all pray, don't judge me yet. Please, Lord, not yet. Hold on your judgment. You know, David is constantly requesting judgment from the Lord. Why? Why? Even after he has sinned. I want to suggest to you that it's because he knew something about the heart of God that we all need to know. God is a good judge. God is a merciful judge. 
And judgment in the Bible is always good news for the children of God. So even when you sin, don't stop reflecting the heart of the shepherd. Continue to be faithful to him. Continue to be loyal to him. Brothers and sisters, we went from a virus, corona, right, COVID-19. Then we went to a financial crisis. Now we are in the midst of a, a racial struggle in the United States and the South. And I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter if there is a, a pandemic, if there is a financial crisis, if that relationship, if the churches are closed, if you have to meet in homes, if you have to worship through uh, online, uh, if, if, if there is a, a social crisis, if there is hatred and racism, it doesn't matter. Always reflect the heart of the shepherd. I want to finish with this. Philippi, Philippians chapter 4. Verse 11, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. My appeal to you this evening is, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Always, always reflect the heart of the shepherd. Do you want to do that tonight? Let me have a prayer with you. Father in heaven, I commit every member of the Alberta Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, its leadership, pastors, volunteer leaders, teachers, students, everyone to your holy hands, Help us through the Holy Spirit to always reflect the heart of the shepherd. Thank you for listening. Thank you for answering our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.